0: Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of long Winded Spiel. Uh, As always, your host here, Derek Lee Ramsey, DLR, coming at you. So, ladies and gentlemen, this week I will be flying solo, uh, but don't be alarmed. Um, I got a lot of really cool things to talk about today. Uh, So, yeah, we're just going to dive right in. Uh, first things first, I want to just uh, go back and talk about last week's episode. Um, thanks again to everyone who came out. Uh, Crystal Johnson, Trevor Barnes, Matt Rodick, Joshua Davis, Jonathan Andrade, and as always, the guy that's always to my left or right, Mr. Mike Gilman. Uh, he could not make it today, but it's all good. Uh, I'm definitely going to catch him on the next one. Uh, but yeah, so just just moving on. Uh, We're going to go ahead and uh, do the same thing that we always do. Uh, We're going to recap a little bit from last week just to kind of get things going. And then from that point on, uh, we're going to dive into the uh, Mayweather versus McGregor, which is coming this Saturday, August 26th. It's uh, live on pay-per-view. It's going to be at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. So, that's pretty much what the focus point of this episode is going to be about. It's going to be about Mayweather versus McGregor. I got a lot of really cool topics here that I've been kind of, you know, gathering from other sources, from other uh, uh, commentators, uh, a lot of professional fighters as well. Um, So yeah, uh, just to kind of backtrack on last week, like I said uh, just a minute ago, thanks again to everyone who came out. It really made uh, episode thirty that much uh, that much more special to me. Um, I don't know if anyone here remembers that was um, that episode came out. Um, well, it was recorded the day before my thirtieth birthday. I decided to drop that episode on my thirtieth birthday. Um, it was a great time. I'm never gonna forget it. I got a little emotional towards the end because I mean, thirty is a it's a milestone. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was a great a great uh, birthday for those of you that care. I uh, had a great time. Uh, my girlfriend, uh, Brianna Nicole Lua, thanks again, babe. Um, she set up this really cool surprise thing with all my friends. And thanks again to everyone who came out to that surprise little get-together at Bar Tribute. Uh, I had a great time. had a lot of delicious cocktails. But, um, yeah, so thanks again to anyone that listened to that episode. Uh, it was, it's, I don't know, man, like, it's just something that I'm always going to look back on, and I'm always going to cherish that day and that week and, um, those memories, so, you guys were fucking great, thank you again, but, either way, jumping on, uh, this whole Mayweather-McGregor, uh, fight, um, I want to start off with saying, I mean, who the fuck really saw this coming, You know what I mean? Like, who really thought this was going to actually turn into a a, a fight, you know, like it was actually going to gain momentum and, uh, you know, fighters are going to get paid, Um, contracts are going to get signed, Uh, and here we are, you know, we're like, what, four days away? Something like that? No, three days away? I I forget exactly. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Um, When it was first talked about, uh, what, like a year ago, maybe a little bit longer than that? I remember thinking to myself, that'll never happen. Like, it's just, it's never going to happen. There's never going to be a moment where we're going to see Conor McGregor in a boxing match against Floyd Money Mayweather. Um, And yeah, here we are, three, four days away. So, it goes to show you, um, if enough people get behind it, if enough people want it to happen, there's really no stopping that. I mean, if, 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 uh, you know, like... There are so many, like this is one of the, uh, this is, to my knowledge, this is the only fight with this caliber where it was 100% decided upon by the fans. So many people, I'm talking about you listeners, you, myself, and everyone else around the world that was just very vocal on wanting wanting this fight to happen, like wanting this to become something that we can all experience and witness for ourselves. Uh, It's the first time where it's ever happened where... The UFC and uh, uh, the Money Team Promotions, or uh, what Mayweather Promotions, or whatever the fuck it is, um, wh- whatever they call themselves, and uh, whatever other organization that has their hand in this giant money pot, they all got together and they said, "Okay, I, you know, what makes sense? Like, what do we have to do in order to make this, uh, you know, m- make this fight happen?" And uh, yeah, I'm sure they I'm sure a few strings were pulled. I'm, I'm sure a few favors were cashed in and now here we are. So, going on. First off, um I'm going to give my prediction at the end of this podcast. Um I'm definitely going to be talking about both um fighters in the sense that what I think both guys bring to the table, um I uh I mean there's there's no denying either fighter. I mean, they're both incredible in their own right, but uh, I'm going to be talking about their skill set about what they need to do, in my opinion, as far as to uh, win this bout, and uh, yeah, so we'll just dive on in. So, I'll start off with um, with Conor McGregor. Um, I mean, for those of you that follow mixed martial arts, I'm a huge mix, mixed martial arts fan. I'm a bit of a martial artist myself. I've been in uh, jiu-jitsu for a very long time. I've been training in uh, Muay Thai under Sean Yakubian for uh, just about as long. Uh, it's been about four or five years now. Um, I've competed in two amateur uh, muay Thai fights, I, um, so I, I'm definitely no stranger when it comes to this game. Um, jiu Jitsu, my credentials are a little bit better. I've uh, competed in more tournaments. I've been, I have um, more time spent on the mat as far as in jiu Jitsu than I do in the ring with muay Thai. But um, this isn't a mixed martial arts fight. This is a straight up stand up boxing match. Um, I don't have any amateur fights under in boxing, but I do know. A little bit about stepping into a ring and having a very strict hands only. Well, Muay Thai is obviously very different than boxing, but um, striking only contest against one other person. So, I definitely have a little bit of experience there. So, I like to think that I have a little bit of you know a little bit of more of an insight than the average fan when it comes to this particular uh, fight. But we'll see. So, I'm more of a mixed martial arts guy. I um, I follow the sport. I'm a huge fan. I um, I definitely plan on competing in a mixed martial a mixed martial arts fight uh, in the near future. That's kind of what I'm gearing towards right now. But with all that being said, um, my heart wants to say mixed martial arts is the greatest sport on the face of the earth. And I still truly believe that, but whenever you take a MMA fighter, Especially somebody like Conor McGregor, who is a very skilled striker, and you put him in the ring against the very best boxer on this planet, at least in our era. I don't know um, uh, Shane Mosley. I was uh, watching this uh, this this interview that he was on, uh, not too like just a couple days ago, and they asked him if he thought a uh, Sugar Shane Mosley. For those of you that don't know who he is, please look him up. Uh, he is a three or four time. Uh, champion, so that means he's been a champion in three or four different weight classes. Um, he's got uh, he's got some very well known fights against um, De La Hoya. Um, he's also fought uh, Floyd Mayweather. He's fought um, Miguel Cotto. Um, he's fought some real named opponents. So he's definitely not somebody that you can just I you know like you could just discredit his opinion because what you know he's fought Mayweather like he has. 12 rounds under his belt against Mayweather. So his insight on fighting somebody of that caliber is definitely something that should be listened to and paid attention to. But anyways, the point that I was trying to make is um, they asked him if he thought uh, Mayweather was the greatest of all time. And I thought he had one of the better answers that I've heard from anyone else um, in regards to that question. And he said that... He believes Mayweather is the greatest of our era, and he doesn't actually believe there is a greatest of all time. I know a lot of people want to say Muhammad Ali. I tend to agree with you, but we weren't really around in that era, and styles make fights, so you could put a Muhammad Ali, and you can, pay, you know, you can pair him against a Mike Tyson when he was in his prime, and um, I love to see that bout, but a lot of people consider Mike Tyson to be one of the greatest um, in his prime. Uh, when Customato was there on his on his corner, um, they a lot, a lot of boxing fans like to think that he's the greatest heavyweight of all time. And then you have somebody like a Smoke and Joe Frazier, a um, a Joe Lewis. Um, the, I mean, I don't want to say the Klitschko brothers, but you can't deny them. I mean, they're a couple of Russian badasses. You know what I mean? They 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 held down the number one and number two spot for damn near what eight years, nine years. I May mean, I could I could be wrong, but uh, they held it down for a while. So. Anyways, again, that's just a long long version to a short answer, which his answer was, uh, Shane Mosley's answer was, he doesn't believe there is a greatest of all time. He believes that there are great fighters in their era, and that either fighter can you know can can you compare them up against another considerable greatest fighter of all time and does that necessarily mean that the fighter that lost isn't the greatest of all time he doesn't necessarily think so he thinks that that fighter should be respected as the greatest fighter of his era so there is no winner or loser um it's really hard to compare a uh, fighter from the you know the '60s and the '50s to the fighters of today. Um, so yeah, I, I I tend to agree with him. I thought that was a really honest uh, answer and a really honest take on who he thinks the greatest of all time is. And um, so I do believe whether <clears throat> you like Mayweather or not, I believe he is definitely the greatest boxer in our era. Within the last what almost twenty years now. He has been, pound for pound, one of the greatest fighters. I mean, the guy, uh, statistically speaking, has been hit the least amount than any other fighter in his weight class. And um, he's a straight strategist. A lot of people don't like his style, which I understand. It's not fun to watch. From the average fan... Okay, check this out. So from the average fan, I can 100% see why certain people would be a little bored with Mayweather style. I can totally see that. I mean, he's more of a counter striker. He doesn't really take any chances. He um he likes to bait people in. Every now and again, he'll put his back against the ropes and he'll just let you swing, swing and swing kind of like what Muhammad Ali made famous as the uh, as a rope a dope when he fought George uh, George Foreman in uh, uh in, in their historic bout uh which was like Muhammad Ali's kind of his like one of his uh, comeback fights. But, <clears throat> so Mayweather does that, except he doesn't knock anybody out. Like, he doesn't go out there and put anybody away. So, that's that's a little bit different. Like, at least when Muhammad Ali would do it, well, he did it in that particular bout against George Foreman. Um, he did it enough to where George Foreman slowed down just enough to where he can land his own combinations late in the fight. And, uh, which ended up resulting in a uh, TKO victory for uh, Mr. Muhammad Ali. So, a little bit different, but it's still the same technique. It's a, it's still the same approach. Mayweather goes out there. He kind of lets you. He gets a feel for what you're doing. He analyzes you. Everything that you throw out at him, whether it's a jab straight, jab cross hook, or a jab hook, straight hook. I mean, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. No matter how you mix it up, you have to understand that you get one chance with this man. Okay, you get one chance, and after you throw that combination... His mind is like a supercomputer when it comes to boxing. Everything that he sees, everything that you throw at him, his mind records it. That data is stored, and he is now expecting that. Or he's now he now understands what you have and what you're bringing to the table, and he's already figuring out a counter to that specific move. So that's why in my opinion, he's gone 49-0 because there are very few fighters out there that can do something like that. Most guys go out there, they get hit with a couple combinations, and you get this ego thing where they're like, oh man, he just threw this combination that caught me. I'm not even going to think about the combination or the counter that I can throw at it. I'm just thinking about hitting him back, and that's where you get a lot of fighters, like a Madonna's kind of like that. Um, I hate to say it, but uh, uh Malignaggi, or I, I'm butchering his name. Um, uh, he's been made famous as Connor McGregor's well, one of Conor McGregor's sparring partners. That Conor went out and posted pictures of pretty much McGregor just kicking his ass. At least that that's the video synopsis that we've all been seeing. I, I know for those of you that have been paying close attention, I'm sure you would agree that was definitely a knockdown. Um, uh, shit! For all those of you, for those of you that do not know about this. Um, when McGregor, uh, within the, with the, the, the weeks leading into this, uh, into this fight, um, which is this Saturday, um, McGregor has been posting a lot of pictures and a lot of videos of himself, training, sparring, just, you know, hyping up the fight a little bit. And, uh, Pauly was a, um, he's a three-time boxing champion. Um, a year or two ago, he was, uh, he was, he was, he was, he was on this interview. He talked... A lot of crap about McGregor and his style, saying that he's he's no good and this and that. He's garbage. He'll get destroyed in the boxing ring. Story goes McGregor remembered all that, so when McGregor decided to call him in to help him spar and get ready for uh, for Mayweather, um, McGregor looked at it not as a as a, he looked at Polly not as like an ally that you're going to help me get better. More so, I'm going to kick your ass and prove a point and he videotaped this entire 12 round fight or sparring or glorified sparring match if you will and he posted pictures and video snippets of that 12 round uh fight I'm going to call it a fight cuz it looked like they were really trying to kick each other's ass so and they also had a, a referee in the ring which is very uncommon for a sparring match but anyways they had a sanctioned referee in there also but aside from that so he was in there he pretty much from the, what we saw he was picking apart, well, not necessarily picking him apart, but he was definitely beating up Polly, and uh, this whole thing broke out and um, Polly is saying, "How dare you put those videos out there and those pictures that was sparring? you're not that's like this is not good etiquette." But um, McGregor obviously was just like, I did it because you were talking shit. So whatever. It is what it is. But anyways, so um, so fighters like Pauly, fighters like a Madonna, fighters like a Shane Mosley, they don't have that same tactical mind that Mayweather has where I'm going to analyze what you're doing. I'm going to set aside my pride about you landing a punch or you getting better of me in that one specific exchange. And I'm going to use that against you for the next one. So that's something that I think is very very crucial uh, that Mayweather has that McGregor ne- necessarily hasn't fought anyone with that kind of mind. But we'll see. But going back to McGregor, he is a very unorthodox kind of a fighter. Like he throws punches from very odd angles. He likes to switch his stances from orthodox to southpaw. He likes to do a lead uppercut with a straight with a straight left. So lead uppercut with his right hand because he's southpaw. Tra- uh, 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 traditionally, he's southpaw. Um, but he also he knows how to fight orthodox as well. So he'll do a lead uppercut with his right hand, followed by a straight left, which is kind of like his money, uh, like his his money combination. Like he's he's finished a lot of people with that with that particular combination. And um, I believe that specific combination is considered a corkscrew because um, you're kind of like popping the chin up, to which you're following up with your power hand. And that's where that's where the knockouts coming in. The right hand is just more so to get the chin and expose it just enough for you to land your power shot. So that particular combination is considered a a corkscrew, and he likes to step off to his right. So again, he's he's, he's Southpaw. So when he steps off to his right, he's going. He's going into Mayweather, like Mayweather being the orthodox. He's kind of stepping outside of his range a little bit, and he's going underneath that left lead arm of Mayweather where he can really pop that head up to where he can drill that straight left down the pipe. And um, if he lands that punch, I mean, that's going to be a really hard, hard punch to come back from. Like, that's something that Mayweather may or may not be ready for. But anyway, so McGregor has these very strange combinations, man. He's He has his footwork that is just isn't a traditional boxing style of fighting. And Mayweather, I mean, the list of opponents that he's had... Excuse me, everyone. Oh, yeah, that was great. Just uh, had to take a little sip of coffee. Anyways, um, Mayweather, he's fought the who's who of boxers as far as De La Hoya to Manny Pacquiao to um, Canelo Alvarez to... Uh, Fucking uh, uh, Juan Mar- Manuel Marquez to uh, fucking most recently um, uh, Timothy – not Timothy Bradley. Ah, my goodness. Why am I drawing a blank right now? Uh, he's fought everybody. Shane Mosley, uh, Zab Judah. Like he's fought all these named opponents. And, yes, they all had their different styles. Yes, they all had their very uh, their very unique skill set that they brought to the table. But at the end of the day, they all came up boxing. They all learned their that same – very – I don't want to say basic because basic definitely isn't the best way to describe this. But they're very traditional style of fighting, which is inside their realm of boxing. It's almost like – I made this comparison before. Um, it's almost like you, you're brought up playing street basketball at a park and you become the greatest street basketball player in the history of street basketball. Like you can go to any park in the nation and just kill anyone on the court. And then you get recruited to the NBA, and that transition from being a very fluid—you know, there isn't, a, there aren't refs on the court. You know, it's kind of street ball, so it's a little bit rough. You know, like there are fouls that get that that don't get called. There, um, there are other things that that, that um, there are other illegal moves that don't get called. That not not necessarily illegal, but there are other untraditional way. Like un, there are other things that happen on the court where you can get away with as opposed to the NBA where everything's very straightforward and black or white. You know, you have a referee, they'll call a foul. They have a referee, that will call you on certain things and a street basketball player, especially one that came up only knowing that that specific realm, you know, he's going to have a little bit of a, of an issue adjusting to it, but he's also going to bring something to the table as far as that fluidity, that that, 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 you know, playing ball without caution kind of mindset that I believe Conor McGregor can bring into this bout. Um, I mean, as far as, <clears throat> you know, McGregor going into this, you know, he's not going to have that closed mindset where you know there's a certain distance between you and I, and I'm only gonna, you know, my, my punches are only gonna come from this angle because based off of where my feet are planted. Uh, uh McGregor's very fluid, he's, he's very, he's very unorthodox. He kind of jumps from side to side, like I said earlier. He does like to switch stances back and forth, and whenever he does that, it creates certain problems, it, it creates different looks that I don't think Mayweather is accustomed to or is going to see coming or whatever, like whatever you want to call it. I think Mayweather, it's going to take a few rounds before Mayweather really gets used to that specific style of fighting. Um, I mean, that's to say that Mayweather doesn't get starched in the first round. I mean, I don't know. It's a fight, right? Anything can happen. Um, I'm not giving my prediction by saying that. I'm just saying Mayweather saying that he's going to knock out Mayweather within the, uh, sorry, McGregor is saying that he's going to knock out Mayweather within the first four rounds. So, if that is true, we'll see. I don't know. I mean, it's going to be crazy. But either way, so um, McGregor is bringing that to the table. He's bringing that very unorthodox punches coming from different angles, kind of a mindset. Or kind of um, like punches coming from different angles, kind of an issue towards uh, towards uh, Mayweather. Like I don't think Mayweather – I doubt Mayweather is bringing in any sparring partners to help him get ready for this fight. That fight like McGregor that has that same – Long range and long arms that McGregor has that has the same unorthodox, you know, switching stances back and forth and then coming with these uppercuts and these hooks from very strange angles and let alone the power that McGregor has. That's something else that I was going to bring up, and I'm really happy that I just said that. McGregor's power is something that I believe cannot be, cannot be overlooked. This guy, every one of his victories outside of one in the UFC— has been by strikes. Has been by a stoppage. Um, McGregor has what a lot of um, professional fighters like to call the uh, touch of death. <laughs> if he touches you with that left, that left hand, there's a really good chance you're going to go to sleep unless your name is Nate Diaz or uh, Max Holloway. Those are the two fights. Correction, there are two fights. Yes, there are two fights in UFC where McGregor did not finish his opponent. Um, one of those was against Max Holloway, who is now the UFC featherweight champion, and the second one being against Nate Diaz, which, is, uh, which was during their rematch because Nate Diaz actually beat McGregor uh, in their first fight, um, but he didn't beat him standing up. He was actually losing the fight standing up. He ended up catching McGregor with the one-two down the pipe, which is something that I plan on bringing up here shortly, um, but he did catch McGregor with that one-two. And which led to uh, McGregor trying to take him down. Nate Diaz decided to... You know, Nate Diaz being a a world-class black belt in jiu-jitsu. So fighting on the ground is definitely not something that is new to him. Uh, And it's not new to McGregor either. It's just Nate Diaz is just that much better on the ground than McGregor is. Especially when it comes to the offensive style. McGregor's more of a defensive style jiu-jitsu practitioner because he wants to get back up to his feet. Um, So Nate Diaz decided to slap on a rear naked choke. Got the tap, got the victory. They had a rematch. McGregor prepared accordingly to this specific style of fighter that Nate Diaz is, and he won a five-round fight against uh, Nate Diaz. So, going back. Um, but his power. His power is something that you don't really see in his weight class. I mean, there are a lot of heavy punchers in the, uh, in the 45, which is the featherweight division of the UFC, and there are a lot of uh, guys that have power in the 155, which is the uh, light, lightweight division of the UFC. But nobody really has that power, at least not to my knowledge, where they hit you and they just put you on queer street. They just put you in a very – like you get hit once and you're in danger. It's not like you get hit and you're able to kind of fight your way back. Uh, the only person that I believe has been able to really do that was like an Eddie Alvarez when McGregor fought – Eddie Alvarez for the lightweight title um, at, at UFC 205 out in uh, New York City at the Madison Square Garden Arena. Uh, Eddie got caught really early on. He got caught with a counter to the left, and he actually floored him. Like, his back was on the mat for a split second. And he was able to at least come back, fight his way back up, uh, finish that first round. went into the second round and that's pretty much that was it so he was able to come back though you know he was definitely able to come back so that was he's the only fighter that I can really think of that gets cracked that got cracked by that punch outside of Nate Diaz and Max Holloway obviously that got cracked got floored like got almost knocked out and was able to come back up and fight his way back up but he still ended up getting TKO'd so it doesn't really matter but either way Um, McGregor has this power, man. He's got this snap. He's got these really broad shoulders. And he's got this power that, um, you know, you can't really teach power. You know, you can get stronger. You know, you can definitely go out there and lift some weights and do some workouts that are very specific to gaining more punching power. But somebody that is born with it, you're just never going to catch up to that person. You know what I mean? Like if somebody's born just being able to sprint down a track and they're just naturally really, really fast, and you don't necessarily have those same attributes, yeah, you can work your ass off. You can train. You can work out. You can do whatever you need to do in order to get to that level. But if that person is working just as hard or maybe just a fraction less than you are as far as on perfecting that craft, chances are you're just not going to be able to do it. You're not going to be able to catch up to them. And it's not, it's not your fault. You know, uh, it's just a genetic thing. Like, that person was just born with that genetic gift. And then uh, McGregor always says um, he's not talented, he's just a hard worker. I agree with that 100%. But you can't deny that he was born with this natural gift of having punching power, especially with that left hand. Like, that left hand... He's putting so many people away so to, to deny that to say that he doesn't have punching power that he wasn't born with that punching power that's a little silly in my opinion. Um, he definitely has power that is definitely something that I'm not saying he hasn't worked on it because I'm sure he has um, I mean if he isn't then he's just silly but I know for a fact that he is he's definitely working on his power but it was something that it was also uh, it was something that he was also born with and um, he had that power long before he learned how to throw a proper punch that's all I'm saying. But, anyways, so he's bringing the uh, the unorthodox, very um, uh, uh, just a very fluid style to the ring. Uh, you know, throwing punches from different angles and whatnot. And he's also bringing that punching power. He's also bringing that style that 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 Mayweather isn't used to. McGregor's bringing that punching power as well. Like he has that. He's knockout power in both hands. So if he lands flush. It, it could go bad for Mayweather. It definitely could. And to deny that, it's just silly. I know a lot of professional boxing analysts are saying that McGregor probably won't even land a punch. And I think that's a little silly. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, it's a fight. And it's not like Mayweather can run for that long. You know, like McGregor definitely is going to hit him at some point, um, whether it's to the head or to the body. He's going to land that punch. And I, I'm very, very curious to see on how Mayweather deals with that kind of power. But moving on. Another another attribute that McGregor is bringing to the table outside of all that is his youth. This guy is only 29 years of age. He's 29 years old. He's young. This is the first time that he's going to get paid for one single night, one fight. He's going to get paid just over a hundred million dollars. And that's what he is saying as far as what his cut is gonna be. I'm sure he's getting a little bit more on the back end from sponsorships, from you know, back alley deals, as I like to call them, whether it's a sponsorship or whether it's like, you know, Mayweather giving some money to somebody to say, yo man, you know, like if if you do this for me, then I'm gonna cut you a little bit extra, or if you say, this name or this product while before or after the fight. I'll give you a little bit more, but you don't need to tell Uncle Sam about this. I'm sure something like that is happening as well. But aside from that, he's still making a $100 million. Like, that is so much fucking money. And that is more... I believe, I'm almost 100% certain on this, that is more... He's going to be making more money on that single night than he has in his entire career. Now, that is saying so much. Like, that speaks volume. Think about that for a second, ladies and gentlemen. You make more in one night, whether you are a cashier at a grocery store or you're some financial uh, connoisseur guy out in New York City, fucking crunching numbers, working on Wall Street. You make more in one night than you have in your entire career combined. you telling me that you're not going to yeah, that's like motivating. That's like, what do I have to do to make this happen? Not only do I want to get that payday, but I want to increase my chances on actually coming out as a victor. Because I'm sure after that, every other fight afterwards, you're going to be making that much. Because you know your worth. You know what I'm saying? So, being 29 years old, or young, uh, Mayweather just turned 40. I believe he's turning 41 just a few months after the fight. You know, He's younger. He's definitely hungry. I mean, this guy is like, dude, you're going to hold up $100 million in front of me? F, fuck yeah. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to do everything I can to rip this guy's head off. Like, I'm going to do everything I can. Shit. If you told me right now, it's Wednesday. If you told me right it's Wednesday, August 23rd. If you told me right now, yo, I'll pay you $100 million to fight Mayweather or McGregor this Saturday. Fucking, you better believe I'm going to sign my name on that dotted line. I'm like, let's do it. I'm gonna, and I promise you, I'm going to do everything I can to whoop his ass, too. I'm going to do everything I can because I'm not just going to go in there for the payday. I have too much pride for that. That's the same thing that McGregor's bringing in this table. Like, he has too much pride to just go in there for the money. Now, he's already sleeping on a bed with silk sheets. You know, he's already made a decent living just from the UFC, just from what he's been getting paid in the UFC, he is the highest-paid fighter on their roster. Okay, so like you're gonna offer him another hundred million dollars? Yeah, he's not only he's gonna take that fight, but he's gonna do his best to fucking beat this guy because he's that kind of a he's a, he's that kind of an athlete. He has that he has that alpha mindset, that alpha male. Oh, I'm the fucking best thing to ever walk the face of the earth. Kind of mindset. So I mean there's a reason why he's a uh, a two division champion in UFC. Fucking let me remind you ladies and gentlemen, he's the only fighter to hold a belt in two different weight classes at the same time. So somebody that's able to achieve that kind of historic fucking level, all right, a fighter that's won two different belts in two different weight classes, you better believe that that same mindset's going to transition into this boxing in, into this boxing realm and he's going to do and may McGregor will do everything he can to make sure that he, at the end of the night he he's the one that has his arm raised and he's the one that makes history. He's the one that doesn't let money mayweather get to his fucking 50 and 0 as far as his boxing record. All right, he's definitely going to do everything he can. So I have no doubt in my mind that he is training his ass off to win this fight. You know what I mean? And he's got so uh, so yeah, so he's definitely got that on his side. He's got youth on his side. You know, he's, he's, he's a fucking, he's built like a fucking a Mack truck, man. He's going to go out there. He's got this broad shoulders. He's a lot bigger than Mayweather. He's definitely stronger. For sure, he's stronger than Mayweather. Um, does he punch harder? I mean, I want to say yes. I think he does, you know. I, uh, but then again, it's kind of hard to judge that, you know. It, it, I, he definitely has the power. He has punching power. But does he punch harder than Mayweather? People want to say yes. A lot of people want to say yes that he does. I don't necessarily know because you can't really judge the two because Mayweather's. You know when he's boxing, he's boxing with ten ounce gloves. When Mayweather is fighting in his, in, uh, when Mayweather, when McGregor is fighting in his in the UFC, they're fighting with four ounce gloves. So it's very little padding. Um, so you get more of like that knuckle, like you, you you feel the knuckle against your chin a little bit more. So there's more of snap in that punch. So I like to think that. I'm not saying again, I, I I'm gonna go on and say on record, McGregor definitely has more punching power. But by much, I don't by how much, I don't know. I, I mean it might be by a fucking landslide, it might be just by a little bit. Um but I do believe McGregor definitely has the punching power. He has a punch he has a power advantage on his side. Um but I think that Mayweather definitely has the accuracy as far as being able to place his punches where he wants them. He definitely has that on his side. So we'll definitely see. Um but yeah, so uh, McGregor has the youth. He's got the punching power or power in general. He's just stronger. He's str- he's physically, he's a stronger man than Mayweather. And he also has that unorthodox, very, very awkward style of fighting that uh, that I believe Mayweather uh, has not seen before in the uh, boxing ring. One second, listeners. Ah, So good. Fucking love coffee. Anyways, moving on. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, the last thing that I believe uh, McGregor is bringing to the table, which a lot of people, including myself, would argue that is probably the most important attribute would be his mindset. This man, Connor, the Notorious, Connor McGregor, has this self-belief that has defined that has defied all odds thus far. I mean, this guy has he bursted onto the scene just over 4 years ago. And the moment he did, he was already saying, "I'm going to be the champion. I'm going to be the next guy." Now, most fighters do that. Most fighters on their debut, they'll make some claims, they'll 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 get they'll get a taste of that, you know, that spotlight, that UFC spotlight, you know, they'll get that payday. And a lot of them, I mean, if I ever hit that, when I hit that point, I'm probably going to do the exact same thing. But a lot of these fighters do say that. They, they have that confidence in themselves. But there was something different when McGregor said it as opposed to, uh, I don't know, the Joe Schmo that fought on that same fight card that McGregor fought on, on his, uh, on, on McGregor's debut. Like... Uh, Again, Joe Schmoe is a made-up name, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just trying to make a comparison here. Um, There's something different. Like when McGregor would say it and the way he speaks and the way he carries himself, there's so much self-belief that it's almost intimidating. You know what I mean? Like it's like one of those, holy shit, this guy really believes this. Like it's almost like when you see a crazy guy on the street and you see him talking to no one but in his eyes – you know, you know for a fact that in his mind he believes he's talking to someone at that moment. That's kind of what McGregor has. You know what I mean? Like you see him and you see him talking and you see him uh, speaking about, "Oh, I'm gonna beat Jose Aldo," you know, on his second fight, like his second UFC uh, fight when he fought Max uh, when, he, when he fought uh, Max Holloway. Uh, uh he was like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna go out there I'm gonna I'm gonna beat I'm gonna uh, this division will be mine there's nobody else that moves like me there's nobody else that has the same power that I have N- none of these featherweights can take the shot that I that, that I can give I remember seeing this guy say this stuff and I'm like this is his second fight in the UFC and he just fought Max Holloway who is a stud ladies and gentlemen for those of you that do not know who Max Holloway is once again he is the featherweight champion the now featherweight champion of the UFC and he is a fucking monster but anyways he was just going out there saying all this stuff and the whole time I remember thinking to myself holy shit man this guy I I believe him like I'm I I believe he can do this like he has this self-belief that that is just it makes me believe him it makes me he convinces me he convinced me that night that he was going to do this like I mean I'm not saying that I was 100% sold when he was going to go up against Jose Aldo because I was kind of leaning towards Aldo a little bit when they fought for the uh, for the unification of the uh, of the featherweight title. But I definitely believed McGregor as far as he's going to make a run. He's definitely going to be knocking some guys out. And he's for sure going to be a fucking... Uh, I'd, I'd, he's going to give anyone in the featherweight division problems. And it's exactly what he did, man. He went out there and just fucking starched... So starched everybody he just went out there and just started taking names man just like knocking people the f out and it was incredible it really was it was it was a beautiful thing to watch and i'm just i was happy that i was able to live during this conor mcgregor era but anyway so that self-belief that self-belief that i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna prove everybody wrong like that to me is more important than the strength than the the reach the youth, the, uh, the unorthodox style, that, that mindset, that mindset is everything. And if you don't have, you could be the most gifted athlete on this planet, whether your sport is uh, Frisbee golf or <laughs> or a professional football player or a soccer player or a, a basketball, it doesn't matter. And you, you pick the sport. You can be the most gifted athlete to play that specific sport. But if you don't have the mindset to back up that physical side, you're not going to get very far. You're just not. Because you're going to eventually get to a point where that, that, uh, that level of just natural ability is going to be defeated by the person – that is just a harder worker, a person that believes in himself, a person that will never quit, a person that even during his off season he's still training like he's got a fucking fight coming up in a couple weeks, just because he wants to get better. Uh, there's an old saying that I heard from uh, from from uh, just just from competing in jujitsu and muay thai, and it goes, um, uh, "A talent. Wait, how does it go? One second. I, I've, I'm already butchering it. Um, uh, hard work will beat talent when talent doesn't want to work hard." And I think that goes that goes true in all and on all walks of life. Whether you're trying to be a professional athlete, or you're trying to, uh, you know, be the best I don't know lawyer that you can be, or the best uh, I don't know uh, uh, architect that you can be, or the best um, you know mcdonald 's employee that you can be it doesn 't matter if you don 't have that self belief behind you it 's going to be really hard to uh, to reach the top where you know where you're where you 're paired up with the guy the, 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 the top five guys they all have their own specific uh, uh, attributes physical attributes or their 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 physical strengths or their their natural gifts if you will if you don 't have that mindset it 's going to be really hard to reach that number one spot and that 's something that uh McGregor definitely has, man. He definitely has. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I, see it. I, I see that that twinkle in his eye, that that self belief in his eye, that a lot of people tend to overlook. I, I'm definitely not one of those. I'm like, this guy believes in himself, man. He really does, and he really believes he's going to go out there and he's going to knock out Mayweather. You know what I mean? And I, I, fuck, man, it's crazy. Like, I again, I, I'm not I'm not making my prediction just yet. I'm just, I'm just talking about both ends. But, anyways. So like I said man, Mayweather, McGregor, it's going to be a crazy fight, but McGregor definitely has that self-belief and that that to me trumps all the other attributes. But if you add all those attributes including that that strong mindset, you have a dangerous man. You know, you have a dangerous man. And like I said, hard work will beat talent when talent doesn't want to work hard, and this guy not only does he work hard, but McGregor is also very talented. He's a fucking talented, talented human being. And um, I, I just I, – fuck, it's going to be a crazy fight. I, I cannot wait. But anyways, so those are his attributes. Um, moving on to Mr. Mayweather. Um, so Mayweather, I mean – do I really need to talk about what this guy's good at? Because he's pretty much good anywhere. You know, he's good at fighting at long range. He's good at fighting close range. His footwork is something that cannot be matched as far as inside the boxing ring. Um, his his mind, his his computer like mind, is something that is cannot be ignored. Like you cannot deny the fact that this man has a mindset that not a lot of fighters can really really keep up with. So. I'm looking forward to seeing how he analyzes uh, Connor's style and what he decides to bring to the table to counteract any offensive attack that Connor might bring to the table. So, uh, unfortunately, Mayweather does not have a youth on his side. Um, he, you know, he's, pushing, he's pushing 41, um, so you can't say that. But with that age, he definitely has experience. So experience is 100% on his side. Because remember, ladies and gentlemen, Connor has not had one single professional boxing match under his belt. He's never fought a professional boxer, a sanctioned uh, professional boxer in a boxing match. So he's, as of right now, his professional boxing record is 0-0. Zero and zero. You know, he's got no wins, no losses, no fights, no nothing. So... So uh, a lot of people are looking at his uh, at Mayweather's age as something that could end up hurting him. I'm looking at it as in this guy has experience, dude. He's got he's seen so many different scenarios in that in a in a live fight. And when the when the lights are on, the cameras are rolling, and the seats are filled with A-list celebrities, Mayweather has been in that situation 49 times now. And in those 49 fights, he has been victorious all 49 times. So, you can't deny that. So, he definitely has the experience. He definitely has that. I've been here, done that. I'm, I I know what I need to do in order to get my body ready, to get my mind right, and what I need to do for that specific night in order to come home with the, with, with the victory. So, I think his age is more of a, uh, yeah, sure, he's not young. He's not the same Mayweather that he used to be back, you know. 15 years ago, but he definitely still has that same hunger otherwise, that same hunger, that same desire to win uh, uh, otherwise I believe he wouldn't take the fight like why would you risk your career your, your professional boxing career history, why would you risk your mark in history just to take a fight against somebody because they called you a pussy on social media and a bitch and uh, Conor said all these other things to him as well um, like why would you risk all that just to go out there to possibly lose. Like I know Mayweather has that belief in himself. I know he's going to go out there and 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 you know, try everything that he can, hold no punches to beat this guy. I know he is. I I know for a fact. His ego, think about it, ladies and gentlemen. He's gone 49 and 0. He has 49 professional fights with 49 victories. It takes a very special person to reach that kind of level. Like Rocky Massiano is the only other guy who's ever done that. He's retired at forty-nine and zero as well. Um, which back note, there's a lot of there's a lot of asterisks on his record because there are there've been cases and actually there's a lot of strong evidence saying that uh, uh, a Massiano's record is actually tainted a little bit because more than a couple of those fights are actually against his brother, and uh, so it was almost like. So the story goes, Rocky Massiano showed up to fight. His opponent wasn't, you know, didn't want to fight. So his brother stepped up to to to, to take the place, and it was like a sparring match in a way. So it's kind of like not an actual fight because you're fighting your brother, and it happens a few times where you're just like, "Yo, man!" Like it's almost like he's giving you the victory. So I'm not trying to say that Rocky Massiano wasn't a great fighter because that's definitely not the case. But for sure, there's a little bit. Of uh, fuckery going on with his record. But still, 49-0. In the walls of history, that's all anyone will ever remember is the 49-0. So Mayweather, Rocky Maciano, great fucking job. You've come this far, 49-0. So I don't think Mayweather would risk that zero losses to take a fight against an MMA guy with the mindset of... Oh, I mean, let's just see what happens. Like, you know he's going into this shit with that mindset of, I'm going to fuck this dude up. I'm going to prove a point. You're going to fight me at what I'm good at? Like, come on, dude. Like, of course he's going to. Of course, for sure. So his age, I mean, yeah, he's not a young guy. But, I mean, his age is definitely something that brings experience. Like, he's 40 years old, but he's seen a lot of different scenarios. He's seen he, He's been presented a lot of different problems, and he's been able to solve all those problems. So let's see if that carries over for this coming Saturday night. August 26th. So, uh, moving on, um, I believe, okay, yeah, speed. I think the speed advantage definitely goes to Mayweather. Um, he's a smaller fighter. Smaller fighter going against a bigger fighter. Smaller fighter tends to be a little bit quicker. Um, that's, just, that's just science. <laughs> I don't know if that's bro science or not, but that's just science. That's just how it works. Um, yeah, so Mayweather definitely has a speed advantage. Um, he's a lot quicker. He's a lot quicker with those rabbit punches. Uh, rabbit punches are straight punches down the pipe, just like a really quick, sporadic one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. He's really, really quick with that. And uh, I believe his boxing reflexes, as in his countering and his head movement, is a little bit quicker than, than McGregor. So whenever Mayweather is throwing a punch, if he throws a three punch combination, in the middle of that three punch combination, Mayweather is moving his head ever so slightly. Like you don't see it when it's in real time. Uh, Because that's how fast it is, but that means okay, so you don't see it in real time, but if you slowed it down, you would be able to see that there's a um, there's a that he's moving his head off the center line now, the center line. Is that line? If you were to stand up straight, ladies and gentlemen, and you were to draw a line starting at the very middle of your forehead, all the way down across the bridge of your nose, over your nose, right down your uh, your lips, right in the crevice of your lips, down your chin, right down your center chest, all the way down to your sternum, um, that is a center line. And whenever you keep your head on that center line, whenever your opponent is throwing a punch at that center line. Obviously, he's going to hit you because you're not not moving your head. So when Mayweather's throwing his combinations, while he's rotating his shoulders, while he's throwing that punch, his head is moving slightly off that center line. So your natural counter to that specific punch that Mayweather may be throwing, you're, you're punching towards that center line, towards where the head is supposed to be at. But Mayweather is moving his head just a few inches to the left or the right. Just just out of reach of those punches. So that's something that he's really good at. And because he's that a little bit faster than McGregor, I think that is going to really pay a huge part into this fight that McGregor may not necessarily be used to, or maybe he didn't see, or maybe he didn't anticipate. I don't know. But either way, speed advantage for sure is going to uh, Mayweather. We'll see if I'm right, so I don't know. But yeah, for sure, uh, his punching... Definitely, speed uh, speed advantage for sure goes to uh, Mayweather. Um, what was the other one? Uh, so, because this is a, because this is a boxing bout, um, I believe uh, Mayweather's footwork is something that McGregor hasn't seen before. Because uh, your stance in a mixed martial arts bout is a lot different than your stance in a pure boxing fight. Um, you have to remember, in a uh, mixed martial arts fight, there are a lot of other things you have to worry about. From the obvious punching your hands, you also have to worry about the kicks. you also have to worry about the elbows, the knees, um, levels as far as how, how how you know how tall you're standing to how short you know like how how low you have your head uh, to the uh, takedowns. you have to worry about the takedowns because that is 100% legal in uh, in uh, in a mixed martial arts fight. you can go out there. You can take your opponent down, and you technically can hold him. If you're a better wrestler and you're fighting a guy that is mainly a striker, you can hold him down for the entire fight and win that fight. Like you can do that, you know. So your stance has to be ready for that kind of for, for that kind of fighter. So uh, Mayweather is uh, again, they're they're fighting in Mayweather's uh, 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 world. They're fighting in a boxing match. So McGregor. He, I don't know if he's ever had, he's never had a professional boxing fight. So I don't know if he's used to that. Like, I don't know if he's, you know, if his stance is going to be a little bit different. Like, a lot, of, a lot of professionals and a lot of analysts are saying, professional fighters, I mean, a lot of professional fighters and a lot of analysts are saying that uh, McGregor has his very, and I was just saying a moment ago as well, McGregor's uh, very um, um, unorthodox style, how it's going to present problems to Mayweather. You can say the exact same argument about Mayweather because he's going to be presenting this very traditional but crafty boxing style that is – I mean he's the best in the, uh, of, of our era. So he's going to be presenting this world-class boxing style that McGregor has never seen himself. So they're both kind – of, I, I really believe that that's going to cancel each other out. Like McGregor's not going to be able to find him as much. As far as with his counters and uh, his style, and I think Mayweather's going to have a little bit of an issue landing his punch as well. Because he's not going to be used to those awkward, that, those awkward angles and that awkward footwork that, that McGregor has. So it's going to be really interesting to see because Mayweather for sure has great footwork. For sure. And he, the way he slides out of punches and the way he counters and the way he backs up just out of range, but he pops right back into range to hit you with the one-two. I, it's just it's beautiful. It's a tactician. He is a master at doing that. So that's definitely something that that uh, that Mayweather is gonna. I mean, uh, you know, he's gonna bring to the table. Like he better use his footwork. You know, he better use his speed. He better use his experience. Because if he doesn't use those three, for sure he's gonna lose. For sure. Uh, so yeah, that's definitely something that's that's on uh, that's on his side. The um, experience that. Oh yeah. So uh, another thing. Um, Uh, Mayweather uh, he's been boxing boxing since he was nine years old so his father Floyd Mayweather senior and his uncle Roger Mayweather both are uh, world-class boxing champions of their era so they were both professional fighters they both have went out and you know made left their mark in history as far as boxing goes and Mayweather pretty much came out of the womb boxing. Like When he was born, his dad pretty much said, you're going to be a boxer, just like me, and that's that. Um, Roger Mayweather and, I believe, Floyd Mayweather Sr. both have fought Julio Cesar Chavez, who, um, if you don't know who that is, just just stop. Just press pause, look it up on YouTube, type in the name Julio Cesar Chavez, and sit back and watch one of his highlight videos. And watch and be mesmerized by, I believe, and a lot of people, a lot of professional boxers and uh, uh, analysts and his, boxing historians believe to be the greatest Mexican boxing champion in the history of of boxing, in the history of combat sports. Julio Cesar Chavez is the fucking man. He is definitely the greatest fighter in his division in his era, like for sure. And he's still around, so if you ever get a chance to meet him... Fucking, you better take a picture with him because he doesn't got that much time left. That guy is just the greatest. He's he's boxing royalty for sure. But anyway, so these two guys, um, uh, Floyd Mayweather Jr., his dad and his uncle, both put him in boxing at a very young age because they were professional boxers themselves. And um, I'm pretty sure Roger Mayweather was the one that fought Julio Cesar Chavez. So it just goes to show you the caliber of fighter that he was in his prime. I'm talking about uh, Roger Mayweather. Like, these weren't just... Your average amateur boxing uh, fighter at you know in los in Las Vegas like the, you know like a just a a, a random yo man I, I have like ten amateur bouts I have five professional boxing bouts I got my nephew into boxing like no no we're talking about world class I am considered to be one of the top ten if not top fifteen pound for uh, you know pound for pound best boxing fighter in my division and. Mayweather was born, Mayweather uh, Jr. was born into that family. And he grew up boxing. Like, he has that experience on his side. And I'm not just talking about experience, like I said earlier, as far as fight time in the ring. I'm talking about he has, since he was nine years old, up until now, at 41 years of age, he has all that time perfecting, nay, mastering his craft of boxing. Like, that is. That is fucking amazing. Like, think about that for a second, ladies and gentlemen. If you spend that much time perfecting anything, whatever it is, whether it's underwater basket weaving or uh, rebuilding a, 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 an engine in a car or a motor in a fucking in a car or whatever, you're going to be considered to be a master at that at that job at that task. So, and there's, there's no denying that and Mayweather for sure has been doing that for sure. He's just been mastering this craft of boxing and his record backs that up, 49 and 0. Like how can you say he's not a master at boxing? He's been spending that entire time since he was a wee little boy to now at a grown ass man, he's been mastering this art of boxing. So yes, he's going to you know, his mind just works so differently than anyone else that McGregor could have brought in. To help him get ready for this fight. One second, ladies and gentlemen. Another coffee break. Ah, So good. So, yeah. uh, Moving on. Um, Mayweather, I believe, uh, has the same attribute that McGregor has. Which is they have that self-belief. They have that um, undying will to just, I will never quit. I will never give up. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to be the best of all time. There's nothing that you can bring to the table that I can't overcome and I can't uh, beat you at whatever the fuck. Like, doesn't matter what you bring to the table. I'm going to win hands down. That's it. Game over. Case closed. So I believe they both have that same self-belief. Um, uh, yeah, maybe McGregor has a little bit more of it because, you know, he's, he's a little bit more vocal. But I don't think that's because he believes in himself a little bit more. I believe that that's because he's a little bit more articulate. Than, uh, than Mayweather is. I think McGregor has a little bit more. Uh, he's a little bit craftier when it comes to talking. When it comes to yo, I'm going to say all these funny things, and I have some. I have something witty to say uh, to counteract anything you have to say to me, and it's going to be fun. And I'm going to make you look like a clown. Like I think. I, I think that's why uh, McGregor. Uh, he definitely has won uh, the war of words during this whole um, this whole process leading up to this fight. So, but I don't think that. I personally don't think that he believes in himself more than Mayweather believes in himself as far as who's going to win this fight. I believe they both are going into this with the same amount of belief that they're going to win this fight. Whether it's Conor or it's Floyd, they're both saying, I'm going to win this fight, and there's nothing you can do that's going to prevent me from winning. So I I, I think those two are going to kind of counteract each other. Um, So, yeah, I just – It's crazy man it's just it's just just really really crazy um so uh kind of going on uh with all that i was watching this interview with uh with ray leonard and uh victor ortiz and uh john jones and everything and um it was just really interesting watching these uh professional combat athletes talk about this fight and like their whole take on it um victor ortiz um is another fighter that faced uh floyd mayweather in the ring and um he lost in a very weird way um It was that one fight where Victor Ortiz decided to headbutt Mayweather. Uh, Mayweather, uh, the referee, separated him, called a foul, took a point away in the middle of Victor Ortiz apologizing to Mayweather. Mayweather caught him with the one-two and ended up knocking out Victor Ortiz. Um, A lot of people thought it was a cheap move. I tend to disagree. Um, Moments before that happened, Victor Ortiz headbutted, deliberately headbutted Mayweather put him against the ropes and then slammed his head against his. So, slammed... Victor Ortiz slammed his head against Floyd's. So... I mean, you can't. I'm sorry. A dirty, no. Um, a sneaky uh, punch, yes. Uh, there's one rule that I was always taught um, since I've been in martial arts, especially uh, when you're in a setting of uh, of like live combat. Like, yo, you're gonna go in this ring. You're you're gonna meet this certain weight requirement, and then you're gonna fight this guy, and he's gonna do, he's gonna be training just as long as you are, and he's gonna meet that same weight requirement. Uh, and that one rule is. Protect yourself at all times. That's actually what the referee tells you before the fight starts. Like, yo, protect yourself at all times. So I think it was, uh, uh, I mean, just considering everything, I think it was warranted. I think Victor Ortiz should have been protecting himself. And I thought, I I believe Mayweather saw an opening and he took it. Whether or not it was a cheap shot, that really doesn't mean anything to me. I'm like, cheap shot, no. Um, Was it a sneaky shot? Yeah, uh was it cheap what Victor Ortiz did as far as headbutting Mayweather? Hell yeah. I mean, you're going to headbutt me, dude? Like that's that's not legal in boxing or MMA. So, I don't give a shit what what area of combat that we're, we're we're competing at. You don't do that. You don't headbutt me. That's that's 100% illegal. So, yeah. Anyway, so both of these guys were saying not both. I mean, Ray Leonard, uh Victor Ortiz and John Jones. Um Obviously, all three of them were leaning towards uh, Mayweather. Um, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, uh, who I deeply respect. I mean, that guy—he's uh, just a stud of a boxer. Um, he's, he's, you know, he's not boxing anymore. But uh, listeners, if you get a chance, look up Ray Leonard as well. That guy is just lightning fast, accurate. Was a great champion in his heyday. But, um, but they're all kind of agreeing with uh, with with kind of how I felt as far as. You know, Mayweather is just, he's too crafty. You know, like he's he just, he's going to go out there. And um, a lot of people are saying that, you know, uh, Connor's rule, uh, Connor's road to victory would be to rough up Mayweather a little bit because he's, he's physically bigger. Um, to kind of get him in the clinch and beat up his body and just turn it into a street fight is really what they're saying. But, you have to remember that's exactly what uh, what Mayweather's opponents have been trying to do to him since he started fighting professionally. I mean, you have uh, Maidana, uh, Victor Ortiz, um, who oddly enough he was also saying people were just trying to you know they just you got to rough him up, but it's really it's a lot easier said than done. Like you just can't go out there and do that because he's so crafty. Um, Canelo was trying to do that. De La Hoya tried to do that. I, Oscar De La Hoya, the Golden Boy, tried to do that, and he unfortunately failed as well. Um, you just can't go out there and like i i think it's a little bit harder than what people are 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 giving him credit for um so yeah so like that, they're just saying that uh mcgregor you know he he's got skills he definitely knows what he's doing um he's no uh, he's no slouch when it comes to stand up fighting especially boxing but um if his approach to this is Keeping this fight standing, obviously keeping it standing, but keeping this fight as like a street fight and turning this into like an ugly boxing match as opposed to a very tactical one, um, it's it's going to be really hard for him to do that. I, I, again, we'll see. I don't know. I I do not know what's going to happen. But um, yeah, so they 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 brought up some really good points, um, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, You know, like a lot of people were talking about this fight as far as you know, like this has never happened before. An MMA guy going to boxing and. You know this whole spectacle, like yeah, uh, this this fight on the magnitude that it's on has never happened before. But we have uh, had a uh, professional boxer, a world class boxer, step into the octagon and try to take on one of the one of the best um, uh, heavyweights uh, that the UFC's ever seen, and that was um, James Lights Out Tony. Who um, I'm going to be saying this all night, gentle- uh, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't know James Lights Out Tony. Push pause, go on YouTube, (laughs) type in the name James Lights Out Tony. Sit back, watch one of his highlight videos, and feast your eyes on what this man has perfected. This man is the king of the Philly Shell. And that is, he rolls with the punch, and while he's rolling with your punch that you're throwing, so you think you're landing the punch, but he's rolling with it to take the power off of it. And while he's doing that, you don't see James throwing that counter shot. Coming from way left, way out of left field, catching you right on the button. Like, he has knocked out so many people using this style. The Philly Shell is what they call it. Uh, he's, he's a master at it. He is a master at this style of fighting. But, anyways, so he went into uh, the UFC, uh, decided to fight Randy the Natural Couture in a, uh, in a heavyweight bout, which I thought was so silly. Like, for sure, James Tony just needed the money because. There's no way that he really believed he was going to go into this boxing, in, into this uh, mixed martial arts fight with the idea of I'm going to win. I'm going to win. And if he did, God bless him. <laughs> God bless him because that's just – that's dude. The, the balls on that guy. Fucking good for you, buddy. Anyways, um, so th- this happened I want to say like seven or eight years ago, maybe a little bit longer, maybe a little bit less. I'm not 100% sure. But um, yeah, so – he went into this fight thinking, you know, hey, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to beat up, you know, Randy Couture. And uh, from what I was told, he actually did very little training. Um, I remember the lead up to this fight. Uh, there were a lot of videos of, of James Tony um, working on his ground game and his wrestling. And it, uh, it was so sloppy. It was so bad. And then, uh, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you that do not know Randy Couture, he is a, uh, uh, a Greco-Roman wrestler. Um, he was an alternate in the Olympics, so whenever you, I, I know, an alternate is like a guy that sits on the bench uh, just in case the uh, the number one guy gets hurt. But the guy sitting on that bench can probably beat up most people on this planet. So that just goes to show you, like, just because he wasn't the, just because Randy Couture wasn't the star, wasn't the the, the, the number one pick or the um the starter, if you will, like the starter for the uh, for the game, uh, that doesn't mean that he is a terrible wrestler by any means, by any stretch of the imagination. Like Randy Couture for sure is a fucking savage, and uh, he did exactly what he needed to do to beat James Tony, and uh, a spoiler alert went out there hooked you know he did just enough to get uh, uh James Tony to overcommit to a punch he ducked his head took him down full mount almost instantly and i believe i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure the entire fight lasted about a minute and like 40 something seconds before Randy Couture sunk in a um, arm triangle and strangled James Tony into submission and uh, yeah so James Tony really had no chance, but I mean he could have landed the punch. You know, He could have gone out there and landed that one punch, but the chances of that happening were slim to none. But yes, and James Tony did not look like he was in shape at all. It really doesn't look like he took that fight seriously. But anyway, so a fight like this has happened before. It's just that it's Mayweather and it's McGregor, which is why there's so much hype behind it. And um, with all that being said, if Mayweather went into a mixed martial arts fight against uh, McGregor, 100 out of 100 times, McGregor's gonna win that bout. Like, unless he is deliberately trying to give the fight to Mayweather by putting his hands down and letting Mayweather land a shot, that's the only way I see Mayweather winning against uh, McGregor in a uh, mixed martial arts fight. But in a boxing fight, it's a different story. Like, McGregor can probably still win that fight just because of his skill set and because of his power and his youth. And his self belief, so like you know, like it's kind of hard to gauge the two. But um, James Sony, bless his heart, went into the UFC and tried to do the same thing, and it just just did not work out. So uh, we're gonna see if uh, one of the MMA guys can go into the boxing world and uh, do the same thing. So um, we'll see. Either way, Uh, I think that covers a lot of it. Um, I guess we can go to prediction time. Yeah, let's go ahead and go to uh, to the prediction. Um, Yeah, so. A lot of uh, cool shit um hopefully uh I, I just hope that it's a competitive fight really um I hope that both fighters uh get to Saturday with no injuries and no 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 complications with weight cut or anything like that um, I just want to see a very competitive uh about um, yeah, i i I just hope to God there's not like a oh uh you know McGregor couldn't make weight or mayweather couldn't make weight or You come to find out later on that one of them broke their hands during during uh, during training during the training camp, and that's why you know they couldn't fight at their full their their full potential. Like, no, get there, do your thing, make sure you don't get hurt, wrap yourself up in bubble wrap if you have to. I don't give a shit. Like, get to Saturday, get into that ring without any injuries, and let's fucking let's get a really good contest on because this is gonna solve this is gonna answer a lot of questions. Um, But so my prediction. Uh, I believe that everything that has been said from Mayweather and uh McGregor's uh a uh, skill set and what they're bringing to the table and all that other stuff. I, uh, I unfortunately am not drinking the Kool Aid on this one, I do not. I believe McGregor. I believe he's he's a star of of a fighter for sure. He is definitely one of a kind. Um, I, I I I believe in him in a lot. I, I believe him. I believe in McGregor a lot. I really do. I, I believe in a lot of things that he says. I do believe that McGregor's going to go out there, and I believe that he's going to make this a very competitive fight. I believe that he's going to. Probably knock down Mayweather at some point during this fight. I wouldn't be surprised. wouldn't be surprised if he puts him down. Um, I just don't think that he's going he's to be able to put him away. Because in a mixed martial arts fight, um, McGregor has the option of pouncing. If he puts a fighter down, he has that option of jumping onto this guy and finishing the job. You don't have that in boxing. In boxing, if Mayweather hits the, the canvas, referee steps in, gives uh, Mayweather 10 seconds to, to recover. And in that 10 seconds, Mayweather can go from being punch-drunk to where he was right on the verge of being finished to completely aware, and now he's resorting back to his defensive style and where it's really hard to land that punch. And like I said earlier in the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, Mayweather's mind is a computer, so if you land that shot the chances of you landing that shot again are really slim. It's really hard. Like You can't really bank on that because Mayweather for sure is going to remember that. He's going to try to do his best to avoid that specific specific punch, and he's going to avoid that setup to where he's not going to fall for the same trick twice. So I think even if Mayweather does get hurt and he gets put down for a second, I still don't think that that means he's going to be counted out. Um, If he gets sat down, though, you better believe I'm gonna be jumping out of my seat. I'm gonna be fucking. I'm gonna do a backflip because that's gonna be chaotic. Like no one's ever. I don't know. See, I, I don't want to make this statement, but I'm gonna do it anyways. And please feel free to let me know if I'm wrong, ladies and gentlemen. I've um, I've definitely never uh, seen Mayweather hit the canvas. Uh, uh, but I mean, it's possible. You know, it's definitely possible. Uh, I've I've never seen any fighter uh, put him down. I've never seen anything like that. But it's definitely, you know, if anyone can do it, uh, it's definitely McGregor, so we'll definitely see how that goes. But um, I think it's going to be a competitive fight. I think McGregor's going to go out there, and he's going he's gonna to rough him up in the first few rounds. He's definitely going to go out there, he's going he's to touch him up, he's going to work his body a little bit. But I believe that at the end of the day, Mayweather's um, countering his speed and his overall experience is going to be a little bit um, too much for McGregor and i think he's going to end up fighting a very he's going to end up winning excuse me i think mayweather's going to end up winning a very boring 12 round decision i don't want to say boring cuz i think it's going to be it's a spectacle so it's no matter what it's not going to be boring cuz from start to finish it's going to be it's going to be exciting from start to finish it'll definitely be exciting but i believe that mayweather's going to go out there he's going to do just what he needs to do in order to win I know Mayweather's been saying a lot about how he's going to abandon his previous style, which is that whole defensive, um, you know, that the defensive style where you know he's more cautious and he's not taking any chances and he's more so countering. And he's saying he's going to go out there and just try to knock this guy out. Um, I don't think he's going to do that. I think that's all to hype up this this whole this whole fight. I, I think it's actually a uh, I think it's a, a publicity stunt, um, and the whole you know. Both fighters agreed to wear 10, 10 ounce gloves. Now they're saying that they're going to be wearing eight ounce gloves. I think that's another pl- publicity stunt. Obviously, that falls in the favor of McGregor because he has more power. But like I said earlier, Mayweather has the speed advantage. So you also have that speed. Um, power beats speed, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Speed beats power, man. It really does. Like you can have power, but if you can't touch the guy, what do what you plan on doing with that? You know, you, you just can't. Like, you know, you, you might be able to knock the guy out, but if you can't hit him on the chin, then that power just doesn't do anything for you, but with speed, you can do a lot with speed. You really can. So I think that definitely falls in his favor. So I think uh, Mayweather's going to go out there. He's going to do just enough to win the fight. I think we'll have moments of excitement where Mayweather may hit the canvas, or you may see, or you might see, um, uh, uh, you know, Mayweather land a, a nice combination on McGregor. I like to think that he doesn't have the power to actually put McGregor away, but we'll see. I mean, I know I brought this up early, and I'm I'm really happy that I remember now. Uh, Nate Diaz was able to put McGregor uh, on the defense mode because Nate Diaz threw this uh, one-two right down the pipe that landed flush on McGregor's chin, and then uh, in their first fight, and then uh, McGregor started, you know, he got really he got hurt by that. He got hurt, started walking backwards, and that was the beginning of the end for him as far as in that first fight. Um, I think you know i think mcgregor does kind of have those looping punches he he's, he's too wide when he throws punches he leaves his chin on that center line a little bit too much um uh, cuz he relies on his on his ability to take punches uh he has that confidence in himself i think that's a i don't i don't think that's a smart move going against mayweather i think mayweather really can can use that against mcgregor as far as I know where your head's going to be at, and I know where your punches are going to land. So I can hit you down the pipe. I can hit you with the one-two, and I can get the fuck out of dodge before you even counter me. So I think that's going to be a huge part in, uh, in Mayweather's game plan. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you see McGregor get hurt a little bit. You know, you might see him get hurt. You might see him take a knee a little bit. Like, I, wouldn't, I, I don't think he's going to quit. I don't think there is any quit in McGregor. But I do think that Mayweather can put enough damage... ...on McGregor to where you end up seeing him kind of, you know, fight backwards a little bit. Like, in my personal opinion, uh, McGregor is dangerous going forward. Going forward, he's a fucking Mack truck, dude. Like, do not let him land anything while he's marching you down. But I don't think, just based off the Nate Diaz fight, I don't think McGregor is used to fighting backwards. I think when he's fighting backwards, that really cancels out his power because he doesn't have that, that kinetic energy... That he can he can really produce with his feet when his feet are planted to the ground or where he can really put his body into it so I think mayweather going out there and not necessarily bum rushing McGregor but really putting the pressure on him a little bit if Floyd can go out there and put pressure on him and get McGregor to walk backwards I think that'll really fall into mayweather's uh, in, in, in a Mayweather side as far as you don't really have to worry about the power as much and you can really let your hands go. So, if you start to see if you start to see McGregor walk backwards and try to fight going backwards, it might be the beginning of the end. I really believe that because Mayweather can fight going backwards cuz he's done it before and he's done it against skilled fighters before and that's his style. That's his style. Like that's what he does. He fights going backwards. So McGregor marching him down is going to be nothing new. But as soon as you see Floyd marching down a uh, 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 McGregor, once you start to see McGregor walk backwards and try to fight, that's not good, man. That's really not good. Like You're going to see Mayweather land some heavy shots, and I'm really curious to see if McGregor can take those shots and still stay in the fight. So it remains to be seen. I don't know. So uh, my prediction, uh, Floyd Mayweather gets to 50-0. Um uh, by decision, though, I don't, I don't think he's gonna finish uh, uh, Connor. But, um, if Connor does win, though, which he can, ladies and gentlemen, Connor has a chance to win this fight for sure because it's a fight. Um, any, any anything can happen in a fight, you can land that punch that Mayweather didn't see coming, and Connor can just put him away. That for sure can happen, and if that happens. Fucking Ireland's gonna blow up. I'm telling you right goddamn now. Ireland is gonna blow up. Guinness is gonna be flowing out of the mountains. You're gonna see fucking red, white, and green spray painted everywhere. Like you'll see their flag everywhere. Like it's gonna be fucking nuts. But that's if he wins though. And he has a chance to win. So I'm definitely not gonna discredit that. He for sure has a chance to win. He can go out there and put uh, Floyd away. Um it's just it's just it's a huge, it's a huge task though. That's all I'm saying. It's really, really a huge task for any person to uh to 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 reach uh, especially somebody that hasn't fought in a professional boxing uh a ring before you know like especially somebody that doesn't have that hasn't fought that level of of fighters before like you know like may like you're fighting mayweather in- at what he's good at man like that's that's really tough dude but with that being said if anyone can do it it's for sure conor mcgregor so we'll see how that goes but um before i let you go ladies and gentlemen um i want to bring up something with all that being said you know uh, with my prediction and and everything else i um want to bring up uh one important thing um i believe that the bigger fight in this uh particular fight card isn't necessarily who wins between mayweather and uh, mcgregor um i believe it's the um i believe the bigger fight is what mcgregor is uh is doing and that is um I believe that he's showing uh, the entire world, specifically the uh, mixed martial arts fans, what um, what fighters of this caliber should be should be getting paid. Um, this is a a topic that um, doesn't get talked about too much, and I want to not necessarily be the first one to bring it up, but I'm definitely the you know the, one of very few that is talking about this. That is um, that the UFC um, isn't paying their fighters what they deserve. Um, this whole Reebok deal. Is terrible. Um, uh, fighters not being able to get outside sponsorships, um, fighters not being able to, um, uh, you know, ask for more money based off their contract. I think that's BS. Um, these guys are putting everything, uh, uh, their life, essentially, they're putting their life on the line and they're getting paid very little. Um, not nearly enough, uh, uh, in my opinion. Uh, for sure, not enough to where uh, it, it, it makes. Everything else, right. Like they're, they're just not, they're not making what, what they deserve, uh, for the amount of effort that they're putting into this, for the amount that they're putting on the line, as far as their health or their being, their, their mental state, um, not seeing their loved ones for months on end. Um, you know, the, the, what it costs to run a proper training camp to get yourself ready. Um, they're, they're not being compensated enough. Um, that, that's hundred percent true. Uh, true. Um, the one good thing about boxing is that you have the promotion and you have the sanction, and those two things are separate entities it's almost like uh, it's almost like Senate and Congress. Uh, you know what I mean like it's separate you know like they, they both have their equal power. so Mayweather is his own pr- uh, promotion company, and he goes to the commission to get everything sanctioned to uh, make this a legal fight. But because he is part of his own promotion company, he decides on what he should be getting paid. And because of that, you have Mayweather that's making over $300 million. He's making over $300 million for this fight. And May- McGregor's making $100 million. You know, like, why? Because Mayweather's like, I'm getting paid this because I'm the one that's promoting this goddamn thing. Like, it's my company, you know? And I, I think that's really important. In the UFC, you don't have that. You have the sanctioned uh, – uh, uh, you, you have the people that sanction the bout, and you have the promoters, and they're the same person, you know, which is a conflict of interest. You have the person that is making everything sanctioned and getting everything legit and getting the contract signed. And in that same circle, you have the promoters that are deciding what they think is fair to pay their athletes. So it's a little bit of a conflict of interest, man. Like That's why you see somebody like Dana White, in my opinion – I mean, I respect the guy for what he's done. You know, he's definitely brought the UFC out of the dark days, uh, out, of, out of the dark ages, and he's brought it to light. And he's created this this monster of a company. You know, like it's great. Like they bought the company for, you know, like I want to say less than hundred million, and they sold it for like four billion. Like that's a fucking that's a turnover right there. That's a profit right there, man. Like for sure. So Dana White and the Fertitta brothers, uh, good on you for doing that. But pay your fighters more, dude. Like, you know, it's, it's not okay that Dana White decides to or, – or, um, or, the, or the newest company that just recently bought them, the, uh, the, the, the IBM or whatever the fuck. Um, it's not okay that these guys are like, okay, we're going to promote everything. We're going to get everything sanctioned, and this is what we think you should get paid. Like, I think every fighter – I think every fighter should get paid a little bit more. And I think Mayweather and McGregor, th- this whole spectacle, I think what's really important about this is that McGregor is showing the world what a fighter should be making. Especially in the mixed martial arts uh, uh, world. Because no fighter in the history of mixed martial arts has ever made $100 million in one night. That's It's never happened. It's never happened. But better believe that fighters are going to see this, and it's going to open their eyes. And the masses are going to see this, and it's going to open their eyes as well. And I see change coming, because it has to come. Because it's not right. It's not right these guys are making... Thirty thousand dollars a night, and which you know, some people are like, "Well, that's still pretty good." Yeah, but it costs them about twelve thousand to run a training camp, to pay off the coaches, to pay off the sparring partners, to to hire a, a, a nutritionist, to plan out their meals so they they can make weight. On top of not seeing their loved ones, like no, like putting six to eight weeks out of your of your life to devote yourself to one night, and you only get paid thirty thousand, and that's if you win. The loser gets paid fifteen thousand. So you so let's let's say you lose a fight, you get paid fifteen thousand dollars. The Reebok deal, you know, uh, the Reebok deal is based off the number of fights that you have in the UFC, and their lowest their lowest amount that they pay as far as sponsorship money is like fucking twenty five hundred dollars, twenty five hundred dollars in sponsorship money. All right. Now to put that in perspective, put that in perspective. Fighters that before this Reebok deal happened. From one sponsorship, one sponsorship, whether it was a condom depot or some tire manufacturer or fucking Bud Light or whatever the fuck, one fighter would make from sponsorship money $25,000. So you can go from making $25,000 from being sponsored by, um, I don't know, Bad Boy, which is a a clothing company, a mixed martial arts clothing company, or Tap Out, which is another uh, really famous uh, a, a clothing company for uh, for mixed martial arts. You can be, you can uh, be making twenty five thousand dollars just from that side, just from that one sponsorship. And then Reebok comes in and says, "Yeah, you guys are making too much money off of that. We're gonna push our product, and you're gonna be making twenty five thousand twenty five hundred dollars, twenty five hundred dollars. And after you get six fights, we'll jump that up to uh, thirty five hundred dollars. Like, get out of here with that. It's 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 robbery. It's 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 criminal. It's sick. I I don't like it, and I'm not even." I'm not even a professional fighter, and I'm, I'm on the outside looking in, and I'm like, man, these guys must really fucking love this game because you're not making very much. And to put your life on the line and your, and your well-being on the line, it's, it's sick, man. It really is. So I think the bigger fight here, I truly, truly believe the bigger fight here is uh, McGregor and Mayweather showing the world what two fighters should be making, especially when they are the best at what they do. Um, whether it's a McGregor or a Max Holloway or a Randy Couture or a fucking – I don't know. Who else is uh, – Steven Miocich, you know, any one of these guys. They should be making – they should be clearing the three to $4 million mark per fight in my opinion. I think so, especially if you're a champion. If you're a champion, you should be making some money. Come on. Seriously. You're a world champion. And Demetrius Johnson is making – $250,000 for a fight. And you're a world champion. He's on his 11th title defense. Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson is on his 11th title defense. He's about to make history. If he wins his next fight, he would have he would hold the record for most title defenses in the history of the UFC. And this guy's making $250,000 compared to what Conor McGregor's making at $100 million? I mean, McGregor's highest payday was $2 million. $2 million, that was his highest, pay. that was the most he's ever been paid in the UFC, $2 million, ladies and gentlemen, $2 million, and his first fight ever in a boxing ring, he is clearing $100 million. now yeah, you can say the name recognition and who he is and what he brings to the table, sure, sure, let's cut that in half, $50 million, let's just say he's making $50 million. fuck that. 20 let's cut that in half 25 million for his first ever boxing match that's still a shit ton more than demetrius johnson is making as a world champion with the most title defenses in UFC history with demetrius making 250,000 as opposed to 25 million or we can cut that in half and say 12 million let's say 12 million 12 million dollars well, or let's just go to what connor Maiden is in his, his most uh, his most fight ever which is 2 million $2 million. You're telling me Demetrius Johnson doesn't doesn't deserve that? Sure, they argue, well, the numbers aren't there. and this. Sure, there aren't enough pay-per-view buys to justify us, the UFC, paying you $2 million. Sure, whatever. You're telling me the company doesn't have that money, though? He's still putting his life on the line. It's not his fault that people aren't watching. Maybe you should do a better job of marketing him. Over the last month, the only thing I've ever seen on the television is his fight on Conor McGregor and, uh, and fucking Floyd Mayweather. Like, the UFC is notorious for only, only really promoting marquee fighters. That that's the bottom line. That that is the truth for sure. Why don't you try sharing that love a little bit? You know, why don't you try showing Demetrius Johnson a little bit more love, putting him out there? I, I really think that would help. So I really think the bigger fight here isn't. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I'm gonna be watching to see who wins between Mayweather and McGregor for sure, but. I like to think that the, uh, the the long-term fight here, like the battle is going to be determined uh, – the, the battle is going to determine who the winner is between uh, Mayweather and uh, Conor McGregor. But the war, the war is something that I'm looking down, and I want to see that hopefully the war, which if it's won – It'll be on the side of all those professional athletes that are putting their lives on the line. And i like to see them get paid more because I, 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 I think they, they, they deserve it. And that, that, in my opinion, is what's most important in this, uh, in this particular um, uh, event. And uh, I think Connor – I bless Connor. Bless him, bless Mayweather for accepting the fight, and then hopefully they both can make history no matter who wins and who loses. I just want to see them go out there and do their best, and um, I want to see an entertaining fight, obviously. But um, bless them both because they're going to they're gonna bring this huge issue to light. A lot of people, a lot of people are going to see this. A lot of people are going to watch this spectacle. A lot of people are going to see that Connor's making this insane amount of money. And I really hope afterwards he goes out and says, yo, man. Uh, fighters deserve more because i just went to my first boxing match and i made this why can't a Steven miocic or a fucking uh demetrius johnson or a uh i don't know uh, who's the welterweight champion uh, a tyrone woodley like why, why can't these guys be making uh you know a uh, 10 of what i just made or uh, not necessarily 10 percent, but a good percentage of of, of, of what i made because 100 million dollars like come on dude 100 mil there's no reason why the guys, in the, the champions of the UFC, shouldn't be making at least two to three million per fight. That's just my opinion. But either way, uh, thank you all for listening. Episode 31, Long winded Spiel. That's a wrap. Uh, stay tuned for next week. It'll be the post fight coverage. I will have Michael Gilman back on board, and he and I will be talking about this, this event. If uh, Conor McGregor wins, you better believe Michael Gilman's going to be sitting there bragging about how he told me so. (laughs) Because Michael Gilman on the record is for sure going for Conor McGregor. Um, uh, He thinks Conor McGregor's going to knock him out. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. So it'll be a lot of fun no matter what. Um, also in the, uh, world of mixed martial arts, John Jones tested positive for, uh, for steroids. So it's looking like, uh, in his uh, most recent bout against, uh, Daniel Cormier. So it's looking like John Jones is going to get stripped of his title to which they're going to give the title back to Daniel Cormier. If my prediction is correct, Jones will be suspended for two years. Daniel Cormier will become the champion again. And uh, that fight, which is a loss under Daniel Cormier's record, will go under as a no contest. So we'll see if that we'll see if I'm at, if I'm right about that. But as of right now, John Jones's camp is denying it, saying that it was a tainted a tainted sample. So, which I kind of see coming, uh, which I kind of saw coming. But either way, thanks again everybody for listening. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, night, weekend, whatever. Goodbye.